I mean, the Lord's got lots of, lots of good plans, and sometimes we don't get in step with him, you know. And then he just makes us get in step with him. I had planned on leaving tomorrow originally, and then our flight from Anchorage to St. Mary's got canceled. It was going to be on Saturday. Leave here tomorrow, catch a can to Anchorage, and then Anchorage to St. Mary's on Saturday. But the Lord just canceled it. Ravens tightening their belt, trying to keep from going bankrupt. And uh, so I won't be leaving here until Saturday because they couldn't get me back to St. Mary's before the 15th. And, you know, I'd rather spend downtime here than in Anchorage. I don't know about you, but I know some of y'all ladies disagree, but I, I like... <laughs> There, there's not much about it. People always try and rob me. I guess they think I look helpless and weak or something. I don't. They try to, and they've tried many times in Anchorage, but the Lord's always been good, and they've never been able to. Thank God. But we're, it's enjoyable to be here. Appreciate the hospitality of the church here. It's been a blessing. Amen. Well, let's go to Mark chapter 5. The Bible says in Mark chapter 5 and verse 21, and when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed, and she might live. Does it say might Shall, shall live. We see here the beginning of a beautiful story of faith in God for your child. You know, when your little child is born, we know from the prophet David, his baby born, I bet the baby was conceived in sin with Bathsheba. David became a murderer and adulteress, and that little baby was born. And God took that baby. And David, he quit fasting, he quit praying, they said, why? He said, there's nothing more I can do, but I know one day, he, he, he can't come back to me, but I'm going to go to him. We know that babies are safe in God, and there comes an age, there's no Bible verse that says it's 12 or 7 or any particular age, but there comes an age, we call it the age of accountability, it's when that God-given conscience kicks in. When you know, not only are you going to get popped on the hand for getting cookies out of cookie jar without asking, not only do you get scolded by mom and dad, but you know in your heart, that written law of God in your heart, that conscience, that barrier that God gives every person, you have to step over it, go around it to sin. They know it's wrong, even though they're not going to get caught this time. And they step over that God-given conscience and get that cookie anyway. It's different with different kids. There's no set age, I don't believe. But... Kids aren't born with faith in God. They see our faith in God. How many of y'all are parents? Raise your hand. Parents? How many grandparents in here? Great-grandparents? Any great-grandparents? Okay. How many aunts and uncles? How many have neighbors that have kids? You got neighbors that got kids. I think I've got pretty much everyone. We've got kids in our life, in other words. I'm going to nail you down one way or the other. I mean, even y'all kids got, yeah, that little kid back there raised her hand. She's got neighbors that got kids. There's kids in her life. We have children in our life, and it wasn't by accident. God knew exactly who was going to come into our life. He allowed it to happen. And until they reach that age of accountability, 
We have faith in God for them. Why do I take my kids? Of course, I'm a pastor. You say it's easy for you, but I wasn't always a pastor. Why did I choose to take my kids to the church that I believed after much prayer and fasting and searching the Scriptures, the church in that particular community where I lived that was closest to the Bible? One of the reasons is I want my kids to go to that church so that when they come to that age, they too can have faith in God. But until that time comes, I've got to have my own faith in God and be an example to them. Have faith in God for your children. We see a beautiful story. It's beginning. The Bible says this ruler of the synagogue, Jairus by name, verse 22, and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. What was he putting on the line by doing this publicly? There's other rulers of the synagogue. There's Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, lawyers, and they don't like Jesus already. And they begin plotting to put him to death. And here's one of their own coming out in public and falling at his feet. This is something they could label as blasphemy. He had a beginning of faith in God for his child. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Not might live, not could possibly live, not if I jump through all the hoops, live. She shall live. Why do we have faith in God for our children? Because if we do, the Bible says, train up a child in the way they go when they're old. Not to part from it. I've seen that time after time in older pastors, and it gives me hope. Older Christians in church, church members, they raise their kids right, and they might go astray for a while, but then they come back to the Lord. It doesn't say train up a child in the way they should go. When they're old, they might not depart from it. They shall not. Do we believe the Bible or do we not? Shall not. If we've made a mistake, if I make a mistake as a father raising my children and they go astray from God, I better own up to it and confess that before God and start having faith in Him to bring them back instead of say, I never did anything wrong. God's not going to honor that as a parent. I've done some mistakes as parenting. There's one i got to correct with my oldest boy when I get back and apologize to him for something, something the Lord put on my heart since I left. And Jesus went with him. We saw a beginning of faith in God for your children. But look at this. We see a rewarding of your faith in God, and Jesus went with him. I want Jesus to be able to consider me holy, someone that he wants to be with and in fellowship with so that he'll go with me to my children. Because with children, little boy Nathan, he's four. He doesn't have faith in God of his own yet. Sometimes the only reason he's good in church is because he gets a whooping. I had the, my, me and my wife had that much faith in God. We're going to make him do right, amen? We're going to discipline him because the Bible says so. We see a rewarding of his faith in God for his child. Jesus went with him. But then, look, it's almost like this story's torn in half. And much people followed him and thronged him. They're going to his house. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grew worse, when she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And right there, Jairus interrupts her and says, You get in line. I was here first, back of the lines, way back there. Does he say that? No. Jesus, the Bible says that straightway she was healed up. 
Jesus kills a lot of birds with one stone. Jesus knew that virtue had gone out of him. He turned about. See who it was in verse 31. The disciples say, you, you, you can't know who touched you. But he did know. The woman came forth. She fell down in verse 33 and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. While he yet spake, we're coming back to Jairus now. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house certain which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Wow. He was patient throughout this whole story, the woman with the issue of blood, and here he gets this news. Did you know that Satan will tempt you to lose your faith in God for your child? Why bother anymore? That kid's hopeless. They might be grown up and out of your home. They're out in sin. That's not even your kid. It's your grandkid. That's your kid's problem. Don't worry about it. You're retired now. Satan will tempt you to lose your faith in God for your child. If we see where this person came from, they came from his house where they were trying to weep and cry, paid mourners. We're going to see the devil's crowd in a minute. That's where this person came from. They came from the rulers of the synagogue's house. Daughter's dead. Verse 36, as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, give me great offerings. He doesn't say that. Join this church. Get the pastor to start a rock and roll youth night. That will cure it right there. That's it. It doesn't say that. It says, this is God's encouragement for him. Be not afraid, only believe. Go home and beat your kid. Over and over again. doesn't say that. Only believe. There's something precious about faith in God. Many precious things God gives us. Faith is one of them. It's, he wants us to trust him with nothing held back. He, he sets that up as our relationship between us and him, and then he repeats it over and over again in the relationships we have in this world, a man and a wife. Faith. Beautiful picture Christ in the church faith he wants the same with our children are we ready to give them up when Jubal was little he used to get fevers up to 106 degrees just within going from nothing to 106 degrees within two hours over and over and over again and at first I was why God and then I came to the point nothing I can do to fix this. There's nothing the doctors can't figure it out. I'm just going to give him to my Lord. And if he wants to take him, that's God's business. I'll see him again. And I got down on my knees and I said, Lord, he's yours. He's never had a high fever like that since. They said his brain should have been fried. Well, he's blonde, so maybe that did. I don't know. No, let's get back to the word of God. Amen. My wife is blonde too. Amen. She's listening to this. She'll, she'll hit me with the frying pan when I get home. Don't y'all worry. The Bible says, we see an encouraging from God to keep your faith. Be not afraid, only believe. So we've seen the beginning. We've seen the rewarding. He's going to his house. We've seen the, 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 the testing from God of the lady. God let that lady with the issue of blood come. That was a God-given circumstance. God set that up. Jairus didn't know it was going to happen, but it was a testing from God. Testing from God of your faith. Are you really serious about this? God will test our faith. He can. He is God. He's almighty. We see the tempting of it, loses faith in God from Satan. We see here an encouraging. 
in the beautiful story. It goes on. Verse 38, And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and welled greatly. But they were just joking. You know, this world, a lot of, not all the people, some are serious about it, but most of them, if they have any concern about your child, it's in regards to their job. They're concerned about your child as long as it keeps them in work. There's some people that fake it. But you know what? Jesus is concerned about your child. He cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeth the tumult and them that wept and welled greatly. And when he was coming, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. We see a scorning of your faith in God from the world for your children. You teach your children what at home? You read the Bible every night to your kids and pray with them before they go to bed? You discipline your children. How dare you, Greta Thunberg? How dare you? You discipline your kids when they do wrong? Well, the Bible says to. You go back and read the book of Proverbs, the book of knowledge. It tells you what you should do and should not do. Yeah, it says don't provoke them to wrath, but you do need to let them know when they've done wrong, there are consequences. Are they going to grow up like this woke crowd we got right now? We see here the world will scorn your faith in God for your children. You're old school. You're old fogey. Well, look at the world's kids. They're all on mind drugs. They can't sit still. They're undisciplined. You say you're mocking them. No, we should pray for them. But we should also not let their scorning of our faith in God for our child influence how we raise our children, how often we bring them to church, how we discipline them. They go into the house. We go to verse 41. And he took the damsel by the hand and saith unto her, Talitha kumai, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked. We see here the rewarding. She walked. Her, her father walked to Jesus first. He had faith in God first. But now she walks. Your children will see your faith in God and they'll make it their own. This is a beautiful story, but let's go over to chapter 9 very quickly. And let's get down in the first gear. Let's get down. You know, everybody is able to praise God about a good story, but what about when we're not the good parents? What about when we lack faith in God? Mark chapter 9 in verse 14. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and there were no questions at all, just faith. No, it says, and the scribes, scribes questioning with them. Chapter 9, verse 14. We see doubt already. Questions denote doubt. If there's no questions, there's no question mark. There's no doubt. What are they questioning about? And straightway, verse 15, all the people when they beheld him were greatly amazed and running to him saluted him. And when he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. They couldn't. Didn't expect it. It didn't happen. He answered him and saith, 